to go into, let's call it the internal cauldron of my emotions. Welcome to the Internal Cauldron of Emotions, a Nicolas Cage tribute podcast hosted by us. Yeah. What more can you ask for? <laughs> I'm Erin. And I'm Tammy. And we are the best friends ever that the started this. Don't <laughs> even fucking try, We started guys. this club, and now we have a Nick Cage podcast. Yep. Um, so this week's movie is Red Rock West. Good job. I'm so, I've I super thought been I'm practicing all day. I'm like, Red don't be Rock, like, rub, 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 Red rub. Rock West. <laughs> Um, a 1993 Nicolas Cage crime drama. Noir film. Uh, so we uh, came up. It's mentioned in the movie. She mentions tequila. Whiskey's mentioned a lot more, but yeah. we've done two whiskey drinks in a row. I don't think you could handle another whiskey. And Aaron is tired. <laughs> um, I was so chill though after the laugh. I was like, I no, I know there was a moment last uh, um, oh, episode. Wow, I haven't even had anything to drink yet. Um, last episode where I kind of felt like. This, I had a surreal moment, like, out of body. I'm like, this is the worst episode we've ever done. I loved it. I know. You you, you and a couple Ringo, of other people Ringo said, said we yeah, just get better and that, better. That, that we're like a fine cheese. We just keep getting better. But I just remember this moment where I felt like I was really in, like, the groove with a point about how, like, people shouldn't force other people to, like, mm-hmm. not follow their dreams. And, like, I had mm-hmm. all this whole, like, feminist No, I loved thing. it. Okay, your face did not say you loved it, though. Like, I looked over... <laughs> It was the whiskey. It was the whiskey. Like, you were gone. You were, like, staring off into the space of, like, my river desk. And you looked so bored. And I was like, oh, fuck. I thought no. this was really smart. And I, I, I got to back out of this. I'm I just so wrap this sorry. Shit. I listened to the episode and I was like, yeah, these are good points. <laughs> so, yeah, whiskey whiskey definitely, like, tones this. Stops you out. Yeah, this, it, I, it fucking, like, mellowed me right the hell out. Like, gin You're, makes me chatty. I was like, you know what I mean? You're like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, I think I said something dumb. <laughs> oh, you broke me with whiskey, apparently. Because... That's all it takes, apparently. All right, so this week's drink is a tequila drink mm-hmm. because apparently I am dead on whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> um, Baby steps. Yeah, so we did a tequila sunrise. And Tama, you want to tell us all about it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Suzanne, who is played by Laura Flynn Boyle, um, gets a lot of tequila shots. And although we mm-hmm. do like to party on this podcast, I'm pretty sure straight tequila shots would be... I mean, I don't mind them once in a while, but it's we usually would... on, like, a holiday. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like, I don't know, a weekend or not when we're trying to sound smart on a podcast. So <laughs> we decided tequila sunrise because, one, it is easy and you usually have these um, ingredients around. And also, you know, like, the West sunrise is sunset yeah. the movie takes place over a couple of days and you know like, and it's I feel red. like time is is a thing yeah we exactly. got red grenadine so what we did we did a little bit of a twist because you know you guys we cannot follow rules so except for the sat whiskey sour which we were so afraid of that egg white that we just we, didn't change shit we we did and then um so here's what we did um a traditional recipe calls for 1.5 ounces we were like, let's do two. And then we're like, let's <laughs> double it because that's how we roll. Mm-hmm. Um, which also meant we had to double the orange juice, which uh, one recipe says four ounces. Other yeah. recipes call for three quarters of a cup. So then we did math um, <laughs> for about an hour trying to figure that out. So it's like 30 to 
so we seconds. so we doubled that as well um and then we also added a sploosh of this delicious cherry liqueur mm -hmm. um because we didn't have quite enough grenadine that was probably called for it and what we decided to do with the grenadine was actually make ice cubes out of that so that the drink when you see our video it's kind of like all red now but when you see our video mm -hmm. on tiktok on tiktok and our pictures it's very orange and then these beautiful i don't think you can see them anymore they're pretty melted you i mean like i think you can in mine yeah so it's like a little bit like we made ice cubes and we made them red because of course we did grenadine um, cubes and then it did turn out really beautiful and it becomes a true sunset it does because it, it, it fades melts. into the red yeah so so beautiful. that's what we did um the one thing i did think about is um oh look my little garnish is totally down oh, there. your garnish is gone. It's gone. I hooked mine. Um, is that we didn't really mix these very well. I just thought about that. We the, All the cherries mm -hmm. at the bottom. Mm -hmm. You know, how about we take a sip and then stir? And then... Yeah, we, we did, I did bring these are too straw for stir. this. Yeah, they're, okay, they're too so beautiful. Cheers. So cheers. Oh my God, you can't even hear it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> cheers to Nick. I think we need to mix it more. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I just... I just taste like orange juice and a yeah. hint of tequila. I feel, oh, okay. I was going to say, I feel like it's the orange juice. Here you go. And the oh, cherry liqueur. Oh, goodbye. Yeah, mine's last forever. Oh, goodbye, garnish. I worked on you so oh, hard. Oh, that's better. That's better. With the cherry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do really like the colored ice cubes, too. They are fun. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I yeah, let's do with this now. Mm, that's for you. That goes. Thank you so <laughs> much. Cheers. Cheers to Nick. To Nick. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, Aaron, how has life been for you before we talk about Red Rock West? I said it you so, did it. I said High five. So you fast. nailed it. I was like, I'm going to say it so fast before I start fucking it up. Red Rock West. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I I truly don't know. It's been so fucking weird at work. We went from having like next to nothing to do to me being awesome. busy all of a sudden. And it's like oh, it's the worst. It's a roller we've coaster. We got physical inventory coming up and like our warehouse is like the size of a Home Depot. So well, to give you I didn't a, actually know that it was that big. Yeah, it's it's, it's huge. One day when one day when you visit, I'll take you mm -hmm. back there and you'll be like, it even smells like a Home Depot. Because it's just, yeah, that's what I said the first time I visited. Anyway, um, so it's just been like, like, we're, they're trying to make this project happen, and we're like, nothing fucking works, and then my boss is like, bug-eyed at me, explaining money stuff, and I think he's trying to like, groom me to become his job person when he keeps... Are you going to like, rule the company? I've already maybe? fired David a couple times, but it <laughs> didn't take, and he keeps coming back, so. Oh, like an office space? <laughs> Yeah. He's no, moving his office David's the VP. I know. <laughs> it's like I told him he he was dismissed, and he was like, "Oh, I'll see you later." I was like, "Go do my job then." <laughs> he was like, "You can have this shit," and I was like, "Uh, never mind. No, I'll you. take the salary, but not the job. Thanks." Yeah. Um. But so, um, my husband has accepted a job in uh across the country yeah, for it's like as far away from us as possible it, it, not it's it's still in america us, because yep. i i mean you and me it's yeah. like it's like you're leaving us all you're leaving us all uh so he he'll be gone for a bit and i was like oh my god i'm not ready for this because he's a chef and he cooks 
Oh, excuse me, the drink. Mm, gotcha. Um, he 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 cooks for us usually, and when he doesn't cook, it's usually like I usually do just like noodles and sauce, mm -hmm. you know, because I have zero creativity when it comes to food. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna finally take up HelloFresh on that fucking offer yeah. of 16 free meals. Yes. So I signed up, and my first box comes the day he leaves, and uh, I've picked out some exciting. I'm gonna eat my so, but essentially, I'm getting. This is eight... what we should get our tattoo. <gasps> We shut. We shut. Let's do it. Um, let's do it. Don't forget. That's the tequila talking. It's, tequila. it's already hit. <laughs> Girl, you know I'm. You know I'm always down to get a fucking tattoo. Anyway, um, I got my nose pierced on a whim. Let's say. It's true. Um, but yeah. So like, the, I'm essentially getting eight meals because mm -hmm. it's two servings per one thingy. I'm essentially getting eight meals for thirty five dollars, which I was like, that's a fucking steal. Yeah, that's real good. That's real good. But I told him yesterday that I signed up for cool. HelloFresh. Like, how dare you? No, no, oh, the so opposite. Okay, I was good. like, the first box comes the day you leave, and he goes, oh, good, good, because uh, I was kind of worried about that. Oh. And I was like, are you afraid I'm just going to eat SpaghettiOs and mac and cheese? Because, I mean, it's going to happen. Right. I'm sorry, Ringo. It's going to happen. Also, I mean, I guess not all the time, but don't act like that's not the oh, fuck. staple of We have that whole bag of pizza, bite, pizza bites in our fucking freezer. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all secretly, I know, I saw those. We're all secretly a... Uh, a, a, a child like a at college heart. like we're all a college student <laughs> i'm gonna eat ramen there's gonna be spaghetti mm -hmm. yeah but I, um, i'm gonna just put some vegetables in it now I'm but then he was like oh and you can save the recipes and then we can like you know you know fix oh, he's gonna up fix yeah oh he's gonna like do shit but what i what i'm excited about is the fact that it's like it tells you on the thingy that's like and i'm probably like so late to HelloFresh, obviously because they fucking advertise it on Every podcast ever, mm -hmm. except for ours. Uh, yeah, no, no HelloFresh, yeah. sponsored by me. Um, Internal Cauldron. Uh, Using code Nick, <laughs> Nick we trust. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's not real. Uh, don't do not it yet. Not, not yet. yet. <laughs> um, but it's like it tells you when you're choosing recipes. Like this is a quick and easy. This is a healthy one. This is blah mm. blah blah. And it tells oh, you how long it takes. Oh, that's nice. Like the apron, like the aprons meal kits I pick up from Publix. It tells you this is a thirty minute. This is a forty five minute. I found one that was like twenty fucking minutes, and I was like, <gasps> bingo. Do you know how much I hate doing stuff after work? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I get like essentially two meals, and I can make a couple of them at a time and have like lunch dinner, lunch dinner, and yeah. So that's what I'm most jazzed about. I'm not just about my husband leaving for a bit, but, like, because the cats, I want to murder them daily, mm -hmm. mostly, though. That's what you guys are going to hear about next episode. I know. They'd be like, well, Titus woke me up by sticking his nose straight up my nostril. <laughs> he does that. Uh, <laughs> he does that. I woke up the other day. We That's were my holding, dogs are better. We were holding hands. My dogs know that they have to at least wait until 7 o'clock before they start dicking around. And Roland will jump on the bed. Does he like, do his booty clap? Nope, he doesn't do the booty clap until he jumps down. But he'll, like, I can, I know he Tammy's is dog there. shakes his butt, and it's like. You hear his little thighs go. Um, but he, like, I'll feel that he is hovering, and I will roll over, and I will say, no, lay down. It's not time. And he huffs in my face. Good dog owner. He huffs in my face, but then he lays down between us. And then Lily, the precious little lab. Who is our producer? She's in here now because yep. she can be quiet. Roland can't. He's a dumb hound. Like I love him to death. But he barked he's... at the mail truck going yeah, by. Like it didn't even stop. He just saw it. It drove by, by again right after you kicked he, him out. He was like the motherfucker. <laughs> she did a double back. Um and then Lily like will start 
like surfacing like kind of like a piranha around the bed and if there's any appendage or like you know it gets the nose yeah oh it gets the nose it's like i've i've woken up with like my toes getting like no i told Rico, i was like why you're gonna mean i got a dog i know and that's what i'm saying and then he he was like but also my dogs i can like if god bless them they're just too much i'm like go somewhere else and i close the door but apparently yours are like fucking hellcats from hell no titus understands doorknobs and he will he straight up jumps up and he's like on the doorknob, and it it's like, even if I let him in, just him, the other cats will leave me alone, which is fine, but, like, Titus, he's like, I'm in, great, I'm out, fuck this, I'm in, and he'll on the doorknob every time. But, yeah, he came up and, like, started trying to make my face awake, and I it was, like, four o'clock in the morning, and he laid down on my pillow facing me, and then he tried to paw my face, and so I just, I just took his paw, and I just, I just held it gently. And fell asleep on my side with him purring into my face. That's really sweet. And then I woke up and he was still purring into my face and we were still holding hands like fucking. Because he was like a couple of star-crossed lovers. Yeah. <laughs> fucking asshole cat. Yeah. I love hate him. Mm-hmm. So, but enough about me and my nonsense. How about <laughs> you and your nonsense? Uh, well, on the workforce, I am. I am blessed. On vacation. Uh, I, I am getting a little bit of a break, which I'm excited for because you I have fucking these, needed it. I did need it. It got real tough uh, near the end. And then I have so many things that I want to do. Like, I look at all of these podcasts, not even just the Nick Cage podcast, but just all these podcasts, like, online, on social media. I'm like, good God. How do they do it? I don't know how they if do you, it. If like, you oh don't have, like, okay, I don't understand how people with a job. Like, they're amazing. Just poof, 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 they're just hammering shit out, man. They're like interviewing people and doing like weekly episodes. Yeah, and, we can barely post. handle two weeks. Oh in the my beginning. god, we couldn't handle two weeks. So I was like, I gotta go to three weeks. Like, I had a dream about Nick again the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh no, but this time he was no, not like that. He was um, he was just like I went to a Renaissance festival that was all week long, oh, and somehow he would super be there. Yeah, and I was somehow there. Nick in the Renaissance. Like there was a hotel in the Renaissance festival that was like renaissance and then like i was wandering around and nick was there and i was like oh he- he- hey dude can hey, what's I, up I, I can talk i buy you an ale i talk about you all the time may i buy you a mead um, sorry go ahead no that's okay so i'm hoping to use my break to kind of do all the things that i've been wanting to try to like figure out and, like all the logistics that everybody else has figured out but we're like real slow to the race we're like that really special cute horse that comes out of the like shoot after the everybody else, is like, and I, we're like, but we're cute and we're fun. We're just not your job's demanding. On top of everything, I actually have to go into a fucking office, know, so I'm one so sorry. whole hour of my day is taken up by driving, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I have to work ten, nine, no nine hours because including lunch. But like, no, I, know. I just don't understand. How no, kudos do to everyone else because yeah, like, you guys we, rock. we can't, and instead. We could, but instead, we choose to use our spare time to have a Jurassic Park movie I marathon. Mention it. That oh, my, my God. It was thing. amazing. It was so good. Tammy we had the bright it. idea to go, let's have a Jurassic Park marathon, and I was just like, I'll be there. But she yeah. made it a pajama party. I did. It was, like, comfy clothes. I came in my pajamas. Yeah, I did. I had, like, my pajama top, but then, like, I had some neighbors, and I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I should put a bra on. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, let me put a bra on. I don't know who's going to be here. But, I mean, it was a sports bra. It was great. Comes. People came it was and so went. Mm-hmm. It was 
movies. It, mm-hmm. People stay for a few movies. Yeah. Stay for the whole th- and, and I totally thing. get people who are like, well, I've seen the first one, but I don't remember these or blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Not everybody made it to the end. We had two 3D movies. Oh, my gosh. The second so one was, or the second, okay, so this, the. It's the first, the first, the original Jurassic Park was 3D. And then and the, the first, first of the new series. The new ones with Chris the, Pratt and yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. And I hadn't seen that one in 3D. And I was like. <gasps> oh, man. Mosasaur in 3D. Oh, my yes. God. That was amazing. So good. So good. We all held hands at one point. Oh, it was when and then we were I, all dying. No, it was it was the part on JP3 whenever they're floating down the river after having... Remember they got... Like we the, held hands a couple of times. Yeah. and There were then, scared times and there were sad times. But we all hold hands at one point and I raised our hands in the air and then the, the movie went... <laughs> I was like, oh my God, we just became magic. It, it, it was really, really... And I'm super glad because honestly, did I need to watch all of them? No, because I remember but so much. Yes. But the the very last one, the most mm. recent one that came out, I don't remember shit from that. Well, I'm glad I, I had that. Yeah. So, and, and I know that that part is going to be integral to mm-hmm. that. Also, you guys, when I researched, and I, I don't know why I researched, I think I just looked up Jurassic Park video, like movies, just so I would have like the pictures. I know the order. But it told me that there was another movie we mm-hmm. need to include called Battle at Big Rock. Oh my God, that was so good. I watched oh. it again when I got home with So Rudo. it's on YouTube, guys, if you haven't seen it. And this is going to be coming out, um, I guess, a little bit after Jurassic Park comes out. Yeah, I, I bought recording. tickets for Saturday. I bought tickets for Franny. I'm so uh, sorry. But well, I, know you guys, I know you guys need to like have the weekend to hang out too. Um, but Battle at Big Rock is just incredible for a 10-minute film oh yeah and it's super and it's, stressful you yeah. screamed so loud you like broke my ear for a second i was scared i know you were everyone on my street knew you were. <laughs> was not expecting stuff it, okay. it, it was it was exciting so yeah so we've had some you know like some bricks from work trying to get stuff together some house projects oh, it's like we're back to real shit yeah real shit and then there's dinosaurs taking over the yeah world. You're... And I, I really love that in that movie marathon first of all that was the first movie marathon I've ever done because I will I will look at it and be like I can't sit for oh, that I, long. You know it I was did, eleven or twelve hours. You that know we I did the Lord of the Rings one when they returned know, the King came out with the amazing, and I've always wanted to go to the day. ones that Sunray wants to do, but I I don't know if it's different. Like maybe I could, but I also know when it's at your the home. Sunray it's a one, okay. So we we did we the love we did the yeah I love Sunray. They, they did the Hufflepuff Hoot Nanny mm-hmm. where they did four Harry Potter movies on Saturday and four Harry Potter movies on. Sunday and they had themed drinks they had butterbeer they had mm-hmm. themed food they had it was great for a bit of it but I couldn't stay for the whole thing yeah and you could buy individual tickets or you do the whole thing I did the whole thing it was a lot because mm-hmm. you're in a in a theater seat yeah, theater seat's not the same days. as my sweet ass sofa that reclines I can do the Harry Potter movies in one day by myself yeah because I get to be in my house. Right. It is different. Although, like, we, we love Sunrays so mm-hmm. much. Um, and all theaters, like, thank you for showing us movies, everybody. But yes. it is harder. So I was really proud of us for making it. Um, we had lots of fun food. We had we dino, dino nuggets. nuggets. Thanks to Aaron. Liz brought uh, a big pile of a big, a big, big pile, pile of shit. shit. Yeah. So <laughs> our friend Liz and Damon that you've heard us refer to, and you will hear us refer to today because their book helped us out a lot. Um did like raisinets and and walkers. Yeah, and they made, made dino poop. <laughs> it was really fun. So it was fun. It's been good. We've we got to see this movie. We're gonna see Jurassic Park, which I know isn't getting a lot of great reviews. And I'm like, no fucking. I don't duh. give any shits. I'm how I'm good here or bad for the it is. Dinosaurs and for the holy I'm trinity. I'm here for. Like, I don't fucking care about anything. Laura. Else. Yeah. 
for for Jeff. Oh my god, we should make like a shirt, like you know those things where it's like and somebody, for Sam. really like it's lists of things and it's with the oh the one where it's all one yeah and it's like it's like Laura, it's, we, Sam, Jeff, Chris, T Rex. No, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, look, like I love the newer movies because they brought new dinosaurs. T Rex, Triceratops, T Rex, Velociraptor. That's it. Blue can come in. She's from based. the new one. We don't have time to make sure it's... Yeah, we don't have time for this. hoping to get on a drilling crew. Why don't you try, uh, try Red Rock? Maybe somebody there can head you in the right direction. I thought you were supposed to be here last Friday. You are here for the job, aren't you? And you're Lyle from Dallas, right? Right. Uh, this it was a very difficult to find. I use a lot of curse words in my messages. To, I did. I, I did find a way for her to watch it. I had to use uh, interdimensional cable. I found a, a version of interdimensional cable for Tammy. Uh, and it was definitely trying to give my iPad viruses the yeah. entire time. <laughs> Look, it was a 55 DVD. Yeah, that, that DVD was if the I want to order on Amazon. I, I don't understand how it's 20 fucking 22. And I can't watch everything that was ever made. Like, it doesn't like I was literally like, take my money, it shut up and take my money. But no one was necessarily difficult. I signed up for every free movie service, too. like Voodoo. I, I already had Tubi, but I signed up for like Voodoo. I searched everything. I looked on. I, I even, even logged in the Paramount Plus, like I was gonna fucking. Oh my gosh! And then like, I did. I everything. added. I added stars. Yeah, they were like three ninety nine. We have it. Those motherfuckers. It's did not. not have I told it. you. I said. I know, it's, but I was it like, says I was like, maybe my iPad is different. Like, no. I don't know. Like, no. maybe our zip codes are different and I have different movies over Okay, here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so at this current time, there's nowhere to watch it unless you already own it or find it in a thrift store or on VHS mm -hmm. or whatever. What there, do you, there, you have there, a point? I do have a point. A point. Um, there was some VHSs that you could buy. Yeah, but they were still um, expensive. Well, they were they were like 11 or 12 bucks, which is not the worst thing to have oh, to spend. Oh, okay. But I didn't think they would be here in time. Mm -hmm. But I will say... I do have a VCR. Oh, yeah, Jeff Oh, yeah, too. we do, too. Yeah, we watch stuff in the garage when he's supposed to be working, but super isn't. <laughs> um, but I will say, and, and hopefully we can connect with them as well, um, the other Nick Cage podcast, because there's, like, 12 of us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, all 12 of the fans all made podcasts. Well, there's more um, than one. Caged in one uh, the Coppola Connections. He actually, they actually had the opportunity to kind of do some work and, like, share their thoughts about this particular movie that's going to be added to the um re-release of red rock west that's what and i'm gonna talk so wait we're ahead of the game here and so we are like we're we're actually so are focus. we getting into a small amount of nick nug before we... a, a little bit only because it's pertinent we we had some people i even posted on facebook i'm like friends like does anybody have this like how do i find this and all my friends were like, no, but now that I see the cover, mm -hmm. I kind of recognize it. I'm like, yeah. well, you're fucked like me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I did, I did, find out, you know, I tried to share with, with friends and listeners that I know that at some point soon, sometime in the future, there is going to be a re release of this with a bunch of bonus content. Yes. So that will Good, be exciting. Good, because I unfortunately didn't find all that much. It, it's, it's real tough, but there is a reason about it. We'll I figured. I have a feeling it's something. 
akin to what I found I when like I was looking. I found some of the yeah. same stuff, yeah. Because even old, old E.B. has something to say about it, so. My boy E.B. I know, he's bizarre. And sometimes he I don't. Is. I feel like I just he don't is like a him. friend that I would have liked to have had. He's a friend of me. Um, because I feel like sometimes we would have been like, fuck yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck no. What's fuck wrong with you? No, bro. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's jump into this potentially unfindable movie. Yeah. Uh, hopefully when this comes Hopefully out. I do a good job because you can't find it anywhere. Yeah. No uh, pressure. So I'm, I'm going to say spoilers, but honestly, it, it, the re-release may come out so far in the future that we may forget about That's all true. this. That's so. true. You may forget. Okay. Red Rock West, 1990. Did I say it right? You did. It was close. Oh. <laughs> it was almost an inspire. Red Rock Rap. 1993, starring Nick Dennis Hopper and Laura Flynn Boyle. Mm. Oh, and then... T.J. Walsh? J.T. Walsh. J.T. Walsh. I'm not so close. I had to write down because I He's that guy in like every movie. Yeah. Always a cunt. You know what? Go with what you're good at. All right. Yep. All right. Take it away, Tim. So, of course... Like a lot of Nick films, it opens with this really fantastic, twangy, Southwest music. Mm-hmm. We see this montage of Nick. He's kind of pulled off to the side of the road. Um, we realize it's somewhere in Wyoming because we can see um, one of the signs, signs that say like that. East Wyoming. Um, I'm not going to lie. He looks like hell, man. Oh, he like, looks a little fucked. He looks yeah, he like does. he's in pain or something, but... After this whole intro, he's like pulled off to the side and he looks like he's just resting and then it mm-hmm. kind of looks like he's weirdly doing laundry in the best way that you can to freshen up your shirt and <laughs> brush your teeth. Um, he does the classic scene of the like one-armed yeah. push-up. Oh my god. He spreads his legs it? like way far out I don't think and you're then supposed one to, hand You know, I, I, I was in athletics in high school and college. I even had like a college scholarship for Maybe. sports. Never learn that technique. Not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying, I'm like, just saying maybe, maybe he did maybe that because maybe different. his right arm hurt because he had the knee injury. Well, okay, but I was getting to that point. You see all of these things, but we don't see any obvious signs of in, of injury. So Outside of the thing he puts on his knee. You don't see that until way later. No, he puts it on right at the beginning. Oh, was I not looking then? Probably. <laughs> okay, well then. So the thing Tammy was using, <laughs> it was not a. It was not something that, it was, if you touched it, Things might weird things might happen, so she opted not to pause. It. No, he, he was with Dennis Hopper. It's like first. It's like first. Oh, yeah, he kidding. puts a little sleeve on his knee. Okay, and he's like, ah. Okay, well that does explain because I was like, he looks like he's hurt, but I didn't see yeah. signs of it. And they I was do like, mention it, but it's the only time later. you see it is like right at the beginning when he gets out of his car and he's in like his underwear or something. Yeah, he's he's all over the place. So so I miss that scene. Um, I don't know what's happening. I feel like the Russians are attacking. Are the Blue Angels doing stuff? Maybe. I do live near a, a, a base. base. Yeah. An Ace of Basin. They could be Ace. <laughs> ace of Basin? Yeah, they're Ace right now. Um, so I did not. So I missed that scene. Um, initially see it. So I was like, well, maybe they're just well, trying to show I that. glad I mentioned it. Like, yeah. I don't, well, I was like, maybe he's just tired from driving because like we, Jeff and I did a like coast to coast trip. Oh my God. And it is fucking exhausting. It's, it's amazing to see mm-hmm. the different sceneries, but like there's points where you're like, I don't fucking care, man. I'm just going to lay on the goddamn road and boil to death. Like <laughs> it's, it's hard, you know? Um, but we Thanks do see him start to prepare for an interview yeah and he starts kind of like talking to himself and kind of practicing you it's know like shaving exactly so we start to see all of this it's like okay he drove for a job 
We learned that it's for, um, you know, a different area and his friend has kind of set it up and his friend make it, made it seem like it was this done deal and it was worth this really far drive. Um, but as it turns out, he kind of drives all the way out there and he's denied. Yeah, because, it was like, what did they say, like 1,200 miles Yeah, it was super far um, because... he's coming from Texas to Wyoming. Exactly. And he was denied because of his leg injury. Mm -hmm. um, and because he was honest and his friend was even like, bro, why... Why? Why didn't you just lie? He's like, I can't lie. That's that's wrong. Yeah, he said he, he's, he's going to find out sooner or later. Right. And his friend was like, well, you could have just already had the job and then it would be too late. But he wanted to work with a um, like a, a team that does like drilling. And, you know, the, his boss was like, this is a hard job. Like, kind of. Mm. I mean, it's not wrong. Yeah. Like, this is one of those slippery slopes kind of things where people are so capable, even if they have injuries. And this was definitely filmed in a time where we considered any kind of injury something where it was non-negotiable kind of mm -hmm. thing. So I definitely can see both sides. But, like, he's just denied. He's like, oh, nope, sorry, you can't get the job. So then Nick's like, it's fine. What the fuck do I do? Yeah, his, his friend's like, man, I'm so sorry. He's like, he, he's really cool. He's like, it's okay, you tried, it's fine kind of thing. He gets some gas, and this is the first clue, aside from the fact that he's trying to get a job. And he drove mm -hmm. really far. Like, a, a, like, I feel like a more obvious clue that he's struggling with money because the gas attendant's like, fill her up. He's like, no, just $5, please. So he's, like, constantly but just trying to get by with enough. Something about his character here that we, we've already seen once is the whole, like, why, he's like, why did you lie? Well, he's going to find out either way, and mm -hmm. I can't, you know, I can't be dishonest like that. So then he goes to this gas station where he goes in, and he's like, hello? Hello, I just need some uh, gas. Yeah. Is anybody here? And he peeps around, and he doesn't see anybody. And he as he turns under the counter, there's this the cash like register is totally it's like open. it's one of those like tins you have at like a bake sale. Yeah, and that's it, full it, of dollars, full of money. And he and you it's, can see him think about it. It reminds me of Trapped in Paradise where he picks up the wallet. Mm, it yes. reminds me of that. Yeah, but less dramatic and silly. Oh, for uh, sure. But he's like, you can see he does a struggle. Yeah, there's there's a lot of struggles that he and has even in this whole when film. the gas station owner or tendon or whatever comes out, he glances at the box and he's like, huh. And honestly, I think I think I honestly think the guy gave him more than five dollars gas. He might have because he was happy that he didn't. Because at the end, he was like five dollars, and then he's like, here you go. It was a weird like it was kind of like a, do it. that'll do it, pig. Kind yeah, of thing. like I think weird. he gave him more than five dollars just because. He saw that he was he appreciated, just... yeah. Yeah. Because it, it it honestly would have been super easy for anyone to do. He could have just... Because it's such a, a that spaced was my sound out effects area. Of yeah, stealing. That's, that's when you steal. You're like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it sounds like when I steal from a restaurant, obviously. <laughs> um, but even if you're not, like, the stereotypical, like, guns blazing bandit robber, mm -hmm. like, it's so open space and barren out there yeah. it would have been so easy for a mom you know like yeah. a, a fine upstanding person just grab the money and go and never be caught because that is kind of how the west is especially in the 80s but even now like there's just a lot of like open well, land this is there. the 90s well well yeah. early early 90s yeah you're right so um <laughs> late 80s he he pulls out and so he's talking to the gas attendant you know kind of like they're just shooting the shit kind of thing and he mentions that if he's looking for a job, he should head to Red Rock West um, and hit up the specific bar where all the local crews kind of hang out. And he's like, all right, you know, it's not far. It's 50 miles, which in the desert is not far. So that's where he heads up. So he pulls up to this bar 
Um, and the barkeeper notices his Texas plates. Like, it's very obvious, like, this barkeeper like the is like... the camera's just like, there's Texas yeah. plates. Right, and it's like, I'm, like, polishing this one cup forever, and then it's it's uh, J.T. Walsh, and he looks over, and it's like, Texas plates. <gasps> and then he looks back over, and he's like, I'm gonna polish this cup so fucking well. I'm excited about Texas! And, like, oh. and so as soon as Nick sits down, basically the bartender starts acting so super suspicious like obviously you had like the cut scene to the texas plates mm-hmm. and you had him already kind of being weird but now it's really suspicious my initial thought was like maybe he just doesn't like out of towners oh my initial thought was like something is definitely up until like, he started asking questions yeah like just i feel like if you look at plates and you're like fucking out of towners you just it, it's a quick like thought and a eye roll maybe and that's yeah. it but i felt like they just put so much emphasis on mm-hmm. it um and so the bartender starts talking to nick as if he knows them and he starts talking about the deal that they had for a job should and, have been here last friday right like oh my god you finally showed up kind of thing and so nick is like um yes yeah, i'm definitely here for the job kind yeah. of thing because sorry i'm late. struggling you know yeah. and and that's not necessarily a dishonest thing to do again especially in the late 80s or early 90s um <laughs> Because, you know, let's like, face it, this was probably filmed in, like, 92 or something, and so, like, that's, that's, yeah, I think it was, like, that's but, still the 80s. It was still before <laughs> we did these thorough background searches, and you could just show up for a job kind yeah. of thing. It wasn't, like, I know it's wrong, but it's not, like, that big of a deal kind of thing. So then they head to the back to discuss what he assumes is going to be, like, a regular job, but, oh, no. Nick very quickly realizes that this is not a regular job and that the bartender assumes nick is the hitman that he hired to kill his wife (gasps) dun 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 yeah this is a twisty kind of film um so he's given nick is given 5k up front with all the details Mm -hmm. all like how to access like a key to the house where she's going to be all this kind of stuff and nick is playing it super cool um and he says he's going to get another 5k when he's done so Nick very coolly takes the money. He's like, okay, okay. And then I'm like, it's fine. But then I look, and so Nick in the next scene has binoculars. He's right where um, she's supposed to be. He's watching her. And I'm like, Nicholas, whatever your oh, middle yeah, name no, is. Oh, yeah, no, I was like, Cage. are you seriously? After I you cannot didn't believe. steal. After you then didn't you're steal. gonna murder someone, and uh-huh. I know it's like Nicholas Kim Copel or whatever. Nicholas Kim Cage. Cage. I know his middle name, but it's always funny to say what the fuck ever your middle name is. Anyway, I was super <laughs> middle mad. name redacted. It's like we 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 saw like I don't like. He was being such a good person. He was being such a good person, and now he's not a down and out, but good person. And we've seen him be a bad person in A Time to Kill, and I hated it. <laughs> I hated. I hated. We don't it, have to bring it. up that movie ever again. No, but I felt like we needed to because uh-huh. how much we hated it and how like mad we were about everything. And so um, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't edit that out. Oh my god, it's Jufer. <laughs> So we have a neighborhood cat who's been, like, staring at our window. I just didn't expect her to be right there. She was, she was right there. So the neighborhood cat was staring two-faced. intently. She was. Two-Face was uh, oh on God. the fence. And so I kind of just booped Aaron. I was like, look. 
and and she Aaron kept her cool, but as soon as she jumped down to the ledge, I she didn't was see like, that. <laughs> she was just staring in, like, "Can I? Can I be a guest star?" <laughs> I I uh, I know some some things about she's like the West. Two feet, it's like three feet away from us, and she's just she's staring. She's sitting at the window into our souls. Oh my god! And then you're like, look, it's, she's here closer. I, I, I was I was like, look, like we were doing it all secret. No one would ever know. But then you lost your shit. Like oh, I didn't. Unperfect. I did not mean to. If if she hadn't have been right there, if she'd been sitting on that trash can over there. That would have been fine, oh, but she was right she there. Was, She's like, "Oh, can I?" Can I just I talk? I, when I looked over, Tufer was looking directly into my eyes. <laughs> okay, uh, so okay. So he's, at this oh, point, he's, we're like, okay. "Oh my god, Talk he's going to murder this lady!" Like, what the fuck? How do we go from not stealing a little bit of cash to like straight up murder? Yeah, but you guys know, for the most part, Nick is a wonderful person. So, <laughs> and most sort of most of his characters, yeah. Um, so Nick takes the money, he's scoping her out, he's showing up at her home with the key, with a loaded gun in her home. Oh my fucking God. I but mean, that you know spells what? disaster. I know. But, even though I was disappointed in Nick at this moment, he took like a breath. Mm-hmm. And then he explained everything to her. Yeah, he did. He was like, hey, by the way, your husband hired me to kill you. She's like, oh. And the wife is played <laughs> by Laura Flamboyle, who... Is in my mind, at least, absolutely beautiful. She, I always thought her she face was a looks like a porcelain doll. Nineties babe, and in this particular beautiful scene, hair. because like like they curled it perfectly, and like her outfit, she looked like a young Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, she did. She looked the hair gorgeous. Especially, yeah. She's always beautiful. I will say, I did not feel like she did this role well. Um. I love you so much. But well, that's a, we'll that's, get that's to that's that later. Other point. So <laughs> yeah. Nick kind of explains the situation that she's in and how, like, she was kind of, like, on the radar to be killed kind of thing. But as with a lot of crime films and oh, yeah. these kind of, like, neo-noir films. <laughs> she turns the tables. She does turn the tables. And she's like, um, well, what if I pay you double yeah. to kill my husband? So wait. So that would be ten thousands, and right. he already has the five thousand. So now he's right. up to fifteen thousand. So, so Nick, with no job, is just making some bank off of these people, um, and so he's he's kind of like we we see from the beginning that he's not supposed to be the bad guy. He's probably not going to murder people. So you kind of like go through. So he takes her money. He's like, okay, 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 yeah, I'm going to do I'll all this. Super kill your husband. I'm super going to murder all these people. But the fun shot. Is wink, the wink. next scene he goes on the shopping spree at the corner store? Like he's literally like mm-hmm. everybody when they get their tax refund check. He, he was buying like, so much. He's like, I'm gonna he get got all the food. Budweisers. Yeah. He got chips. He got br- he got like sandwich food. Yeah, there was like three bags of. Fo- I've never gotten three paper bags of food at, at a, a corner store at a, at a convenience store. Yeah, a full tank of gas, y'all. He paid. Oh, he is. And then he sits in the car and he writes... It was writes, total, all of that shit, including the gas, was, was like $117. I was going to say $113, $15. Yeah. I mean, it, was an, it was an odd number, but it was But I think his gas was like 30 or 40 so he got like a shit... I mean, obviously, yeah. our food store is more expensive, yeah, but also, like, still. He went to town on everybody's money, and then he sits in his car, mm-hmm. and he writes the neatest I was 
handwritten letter I've ever seen in my life. Was he right-handed or left-handed? I didn't even notice. I wasn't paying attention because it was so neat. I know. His penmanship was beautiful. Well, okay. I was literally like, is this Nick writing? Is this a stunt double handwriting so neat? Honestly, I feel like Nick is so amazing and creative. I could see him having the sort of like carefree, you know, slanty, like, like, like slanty, yeah. like rushed handwriting. And this was so well written. It was like he didn't even do the swoopy thing where you when you write the or something where you do T and you try to do a regular yeah, and H just, and then you yeah. swoop it into the knee. Yeah. Everything yeah. was just polished. I mean, anyway. Like, and it said something like to to the oh, sheriff yeah, of it Red was Rock. To the sheriff. This person's trying to kill this person. That person's trying to kill them. This and is then not a end, joke. Yeah, at the end, <laughs> this is not a joke, which is hilarious kind of by itself. By itself. But then it does actually come back in a, in a scene near the mm-hmm. end kind of thing. So he writes this letter to the police. He explains everything. He's like, I did take their money because they were being crazy asshats. And I need money. But I, I sent this letter to the sheriff. I've done my good deed. I wasn't the worst person in the world, but I also, like, still tried to help. And then he's like, okay, bye. Okay, I'm leaving. Nope. Then there's a crazy yeah, there's a, storm. So the there's there's these signs that are reoccurring throughout the movie. It's like, you're now leaving Red Rock. You're mm-hmm. now entering Red Rock. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Red Rock. Goodbye, Red Rock. It keeps it keeps happening. It keeps and showing he keeps up. Trying to leave. He keeps trying to leave. But then, of course, on that particular night, which this movie takes place in, like a, I think it's made of two or three days. Yeah. If you follow, I did count that up too. And and it's like he's like, I'm done. I did it. I'm leaving. I took their money. I but had I my grocery the store. No. And there's a crazy storm, and you know what storms mean? They mean danger. Danger. They mean your plan is gonna go awry. And of course, that's what happened. It came out of nowhere, too. It, it did, but also, he's so there's a storm, and he's like eating his snacks, and the window's fogging up, and he's like, oh, look, a truck on the side of the road. Oh, shit. And then he hits a person. Oh, no. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote it in all caps and underlining because oh, I was boy. so annoyed. It said, on the side of the road, the idiot driver steps out in front of Nick on a, on a fucking dark, rainy night, and I just wrote, idiot. And that's what I wrote about that. Okay. And you continue now. Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad. Was I was, so much. I like look look at all the underlined nonsense. There, in my... There's a very there's a lot of very angry underlining. Yes, there is. In your notes. Um and so not like hitting the car where they were in, like he literally ran this guy over. Because he, he stepped into him. dead center of the fucking road. He did. He did. On a dark night and it's rainy, he where did. obviously a car stopping at full speed like that is going to slide on the pavement a little bit. Well, even then, Nick yeah. wasn't prepared. Um, So now Nick is faced with this dilemma. And this is, again, much more severe than the money in the, you know, cash 10 dilemma. Mm-hmm. He is really struggling because he checks on the guy. He, like, sits in the car for a long time. It's, like, 30 seconds maybe, mm-hmm. but, it, you know, it's one of those that feels like forever. And he's like, fuck. Like, he knows he needs to go help the person, but he also knows that, like, this is just kind of getting him more embroiled in everything. He goes to check on the person. They're living. He can hear them breathing. And it's, like, almost like, God damn it. <laughs> like, yeah, like, well, he... now I have to take him yeah. to the hospital and of course, that means going back to Red Rock. And here comes the sign. Welcome and, to Red Rock. Exactly. And so now he's like back in there. So he's stuck with the leave the guy for dead or make the clean getaway. And he decides that he has to help the person. Again, he constantly has mm-hmm. a struggle of he'll do a little bit of bad 
but not like super yeah. bad like that. So he goes into the hospital, and of course, the police are called because mm-hmm. there I mean, was an accident. Makes sense. But you assume, like, okay, yeah, like Nick hit a guy and it sucks and it was an accident and it's probably just a preliminary kind of thing. But the surgeon you find out actually called the police because the victim was shot. What? Da, da, da. And it's oh, like, I didn't see that coming at all. Like, like, I, I really didn't. I was like, who shot him? And how exactly. did he drive his car all the way I, out I, there? I expected it to just be some sort of fluke thing that kind of pulls him in. Yeah. Sort of thing. And and that is kind of like how these like noir films sort of go. It's yeah. just like like one sort of sad accident instead of a happy accident kind of thing. So he they was shot, and that's why the surgeon called. So the police are there. They're just trying to question him. There are, again, some other 90s actors that you see in mm-hmm. everything. And then somebody says, oh, the sheriff's on the way. And one of the, the cops is like, I was like, I you called to him? involve him? Kind of thing. And so the police officers were like, okay, like, you know, these are two separate things. You just hit him. Mm-hmm. We'll get your info. We'll let you know. And so then the sheriff walks in. Who's the fucking sheriff? Who is it, Tammy? The sheriff is somehow the bartender <gasps> from the original scene. Who was hiring him to kill, kill his, his wife? wife. <gasps> also, what kind of ass <laughs> backwards city do you live in that you can be the bartender, like and the bar owner and the sheriff? It's fucking a tiny ass town in Wyoming. Okay, but I still feel like that's like, you know, like a breach of contract or something. I mean, it's not like he's getting hammered at you the know, job. That, but like, I don't you know, sure. he's like, he's like allowing people to get super drunk so then he could be like, we we would like chase him down. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, you gotta think these through, man. Well, he he obviously Yeah, was. he did. He had his conspiracy theory down. So, <laughs> Sheriff walks in and you're like, oh my fucking God. It took, me, it took me a second because I was like, wait a second, is that the guy? Oh, here? I immediately was like, well, oh shit. At first, and that's the same look that Nick gives. You put a hat on it. You put a hat on it. And I'm like, the hell <laughs> well, is Oh, my God. Is it, like, Clark Kent with the glasses? Yeah. He's like, Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Yeah. Like, I was like, is that the fucking bartender from the... Like, I, it took me a second. Yeah. So, Nick realizes, and you could like, see it on his face, that he went from just, you know, like... He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, oops, to a little accident, to, like, oops. into this huge... Big oops. ...pile of shit. And so, the sheriff, of course, like, is like, I'm going to take him in. And the cops are like, you know, his, like, deputies are like, I mean, I really feel like this is an accident. I don't think it's a good idea. And the sheriff, if it is a valid point, he's just able to use it to his advantage. He's like, oh, okay, what are we going to do? Like, call him from Texas, like, if we have any, you know, issues kind of thing. He's like, we have to hold him. You have to impound the car. So, he has the deputies go impound him. Yeah. While, of course, conveniently, the sheriff takes Nick off into his scary police vehicle. He's got like a suburban, or like yeah. the, not the suburban. It's like the smaller version. Mm, anyway, yeah, uh, it's the same one that Hopper Bronco. has. Bronco, yeah, Bronco. The Bronco. I was like, it's the same one Hop has in uh, Stranger Things. See, si. um, you are correct. So obviously that doesn't work out. Oh yeah, because Mister Mister Sheriff, the Sheriff, Mister Sheriff bartender. Yeah, J T. Walsh is like, well, who else knows? And blah blah blah, and they're. There's a second where you think it might work out. Yeah, because he's like, nobody fucking knows. Yeah, he's like, nobody knows. Like, I was just trying to get out of here kind of thing. And so the sheriff puts the keys to his handcuffs on the Mm -hmm. dashboard. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. He's going to let him out. Oh, yeah. No, there was like a a mini kind of crash or something. They're in like a foresty area now. He does do, Yeah. yeah, he does do this drive off the road kind of thing. Like, 
don't know. I feel like yeah, because it's at like, first I thought he was just trying to assert his dominance. Like, look at me, I can drive through some goddamn cactuses. You know, like I can drive through cactuses. Like you never know. But then as you you start to realize, like, oh, it's part of the plan. He's mm-hmm. gonna make it look like Nick knocked him out and Tried like to they crash and then, like all this kind of stuff. So then he can just shoot him in the back, mm-hmm. and then for real, no one would know. But in the scuffle, Nick actually gets away and he tumbles down this hill because it's like you know mountainous and hilly it's the desert i wrote michael's hurt knee fucks him oh it super does yeah he like as he falls down the hill it's like yeah you can hear it he's like ah it reminds me he was limping around because he grabs his knee and it's not funny to have injuries if yeah. anyone knows, I know, and I'm, like, not even in military. I just hurt myself all the time. But also the way he grabbed it, he's like, ah. It reminded uh, me of that scene. Peter Griffin? Yeah. <laughs> ah. Ah. Goes up for, like, a full 30 fucking for, seconds. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely what I was thinking of during that ah. very serious scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Nick tumbles down all the way into the fucking road. Yeah, I was like, what What like, fat chance that is that? Down? And then he's almost hit by an un, un uncoming, an oncoming um, car. Yes. Like, how ironic, right? And at this <laughs> point also, so it's just, it's just like all of this, like, haphazard, like, oh my god, like, this is happening and this is happening. He's yeah. going to get away. He's not going to get away. Oh, shit, it got deeper. Oh, he may get away. So it's mm-hmm. really great with the pacing with that. Yeah. But I'm also like, where the fuck is dennis hopper like I've i kept seen, i was like was he the guy with shot i mean like, i was like we've seen where? two of the three people on the cover yeah. like where is dennis hopper he's right there I wrote, oh look it's dennis hopper <laughs> exactly so like this car comes screeching to a halt like like inches uh, from, I, I feel from, like centimeters but okay. well, i don't know if we've ever said nick's name in the movie his name is michael we we but i feel like at what because we just keep calling him we Mike. don't know that he's michael until someone gets his driver's license i think oh actually at the hospital mm. they find out that that's his that, name and i think they do mention it at that job interview they might yeah yeah but it's definitely again sort of stereotypical with nick's movies where we, we don't know, really his, know name. His, his name for quite some time like we so then yeah. this black cadillac comes screeching to a hot centimeters from it like it's over him yeah but it doesn't like hit his face and Dennis Hopper. Oh. Hops out. But did you notice? The Texas plates. The Texas plates. And then you know, oh shit, it's about to happen. <laughs> um, but, of course, Nick doesn't notice it because he was about to get hit. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's very much where, like, if you're paying attention, you're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. But the characters are just like, hey, sup, buddy? Hey. Nick and Dennis Hopper. We, again, don't know Dennis Hopper's name for quite some time after he's been introduced into the film. They connect because they start talking and they have this connection because the two of them hit it off because they were both former Marines. Obviously, mm-hmm. two different time periods. They talk about, like, how Nick got his injury and what specifically he was in. And it's something that's, like, kind of infamous that everybody knows about. Yeah. And then, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to drive you back kind of thing. Once they get back into. <laughs> back to Red Rock. Yeah, back to the Red Rock. The sign shows up again. again. Welcome to Red Rock. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to get my car kind of thing. Nick has this plan. He's like, obviously, I don't need to be back in Red Rock, but I got to get to my car kind of thing. The money's there. That's my getaway vehicle. But then, of course, Lyle's like, hey, man, let's get some drinks and, like, blah, blah, blah. And it turns into this whole, like, oh, 
Oh, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not good, good enough for yeah. you to drink with me. And Nick's and like, he's just God like, damn oh, it. Fuck, fine. So Nick's like, fine, 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 fine. What bar do they go to? The only fucking one in the city. The <laughs> fucking bar. That the sheriff and the bartender, who are the same person, own and, and, and operate. <laughs> This so is they, such a twisty yeah, journey, and, and you're like, "Oh God!" Like, I, I, like at this point, it it's ratchets being like, up suspension. It, it's suspense. It, it, suspension. It is. This is a car. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of cars in it. Yeah, it um, ratchets up the suspense because you're like, "God damn it!" He's he, he was one so back close. in Red Rock. He was so close to getting away. He's at the fucking bar, the same bar with, and he's trying so the, politely to get out. What and, we assume is course, the hitman. Of course, yeah, like, and at this point, at this point, I feel like, and, and it's been a couple of days since I watched it, but I feel like at this point, Nick slash Michael doesn't even know, hasn't made that connection. He's just no. like, I don't, I don't think I should He's... be going into the bar because I know the bar tender yeah. is also the sheriff mm-hmm. who's trying to kill me kind of thing. And then they get and into kill the him bar. and his wife. Right. And then they get into the bar and that's when like. He's like, yeah, I just need to talk to whoever. Uh-huh. And then Nick's like, son of a he bitch. He goes, oh, I was supposed to be here last Friday. Yeah. And and, Nick- and it's like everybody now is on the same page. Nick's yep. like, I got to go. Oh, I got to go he's pee. Like, he's got to go to the bathroom real quick. He's like, how do I get out of this? Well, while he's in the bathroom, he paces around and does like he does standard like how do we how do we fucking what do we do but he also does he, this fuck sh- this shit kind of thing slaps, and breaks a whole bunch of things slaps a <laughs> fucking light bulb with his bare hand yeah. and breaks it which i was like mercury because he's nick because he's nick i underlined it he slapped a light bulb in the men's bathroom <laughs> only nick could do that and survive yeah yeah. He ate a cockroach. He slapped a light bulb. Ugh, I it. forgot about the cockroach. I never will. Not in this film, obviously, but no. in Vampire's Kiss. So <laughs> now Nick is stuck in this bar, and then he's like, oh, man, all what right, I, I, I slapped this light bulb around and showed it who's boss. <laughs> all right, let me get out there and make something happen. And just as he walks out, who walks in? The sheriff. And that's the sheriff? Shit, that's when shit gets real. Oh, my God. And that's where I'm fucking stopping. I had no idea. I was like, where are you going to stop? <laughs> I was okay, like, I drew it after that. I know. Well, I'm I'll end it that. with this. Nick is on the roof suddenly. Mm. And that's where we'll end it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to get away somehow. So definitely this film is, it starts off kind of slow and you're like, it's where a is real, this getting? It's a real twisty, turny, yes. what's happened. Like, you like it, You never know what's about to happen. Exactly. You really don't. Even until the end. I mean, at the end, you kind of, like, know, like, well, everybody's probably a piece of shit kind of situation. But you still never know how things are going to 100% turn out. And that's what is really great about this film. Thanks, but I, I should get going. Hey, I nearly greased your can back there. The least I can do is buy you a beer. Thanks, but I should get my car. I'll tell you what. Let me buy you a beer, and then I'll help you get your car. That's okay. Yeah, you've you've been awful kind. You've done enough already. Now, I said I'd help you get your car. Really, it's okay. You don't want to drink with me? And so that's all I have to say about I that. I can't believe it that that's where you're going to stop it. That's where I like, stop. There's so much happening There's in this so movie. There's so much, but I don't want to ruin it for people. So I want to, to tell you, kind of like give you the lead up, and then be like, 
finish it for yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's what our entire goal here usually is. Yeah. Or supposed yeah. to be. Well, that, we've really worked hard on that. As I couldn't find much on the movie because, like, I typed it. Once again, why do I keep getting these old movies where nobody's fucking interviewing them for it? Why do I keep getting this? You get all this good shit and I find that's nothing. Right. You know what? Next time, I don't care what happens. Not doing any more research. I'm just kidding. Um, so pretty much everything I got was from IMDb because mm-hmm. that's and and even the nuggets on there weren't that great. So I I, okay. I deleted a lot that I thought were were silly. Um, but you had mentioned the soundtrack at one point. It is very kind of like mm-hmm. it's like western with kind of like a noir vibe. Yes, for sure. So there is a a feller named William Alvis who has now passed away, uh, who wrote the musical score that added so much suspense to the movie. It did. It helped the pacing so much. He actually did music for, like, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, too. Oh, um, <laughs> show. My yeah, I used to so watch much. it. My mom was, like, one of the few things that my I was allowed to watch. Well, it was wholesome-ish. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed Well, I also watched ER with my mom, so... Um, but there was actually somebody else who had worked on the movie, the music, as well. I'm trying to find... Yeah, like, I loved how when we see Dennis Hopper and Nick jumps in the car with um mm-hmm. him, they're playing, like, Folsom County Blues, and it's literally that, you know, I shot a man in Reno kind of thing. Yeah, Like, it's yeah. those lines from the song that's sort of these little subtle hints. Not that you didn't know. He's wearing black, all black, and a black Cadillac. Yeah. He's probably got um, bad guy vibes. So, on top of Olvis, there was also an Oscar winner, uh... Named Eno Mor- Morricone, probably say that wrong, uh, who did, an, it was it said it was tempt, temp tracked with an original score by Oscar winner Eno Morricone to give the film a Western vibe. So it was awesome. kind of like. Like a collab. Yeah, and it says it's that's one of the reasons that William Alvis's score sounds the way it does. So it was like his score mixed with this other guy to kind of give it that like. Wah, wah, yeah, I really of, like, enjoyed this score. Twangy nonsense. I, I mean, like I'm a big fan of like music and especially in films, like it has to have that. And even though like this is sort of this Western twangy kind of thing, I still thought it was really well done. So I figured we should just go ahead and jump right in with who almost played Nick's character. Uh, Michael. 95 or 6? I'm gonna give you a fucking giant hint. You are never going to guess it. Christian Slater. No. Am I anywhere close? No. I mean, you don't have to do three on this one because there's legitimately... Can you give me an example of a movie they were in? I actually don't know. Oh, he was in this one that it was on, I think it was on um, Mystery Science Theater once. That's not helpful at all. Okay. Uh, Dolph Lundgren or something. You are closer, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Rector Hauer? No. Okay, that's all I got. That's you got. You did three. All right. Dennis Hopper suggested that the director John Dahl consider Chris Christopherson. To play. (laughs) To play Michael. I, okay, all right. I'm trying to think of that because I don't hate Chris. I see his face in my head. He's I. You only remember him as older stuff, like a yeah, and stuff. Uh-huh. And I know he was younger and hotter, but that was I feel like the no. Or I 70s, just feel like he's, I, I feel, I feel like he he would have felt more drifty. Yeah, he would be way too gruffy for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. But no, I just thought that was hilarious. Um, okay, so actually, another fun thing um, that John Dahl, the director, wanted 
actually Dennis Hopper to play uh, Wayne, the sheriff slash bartender. But uh, Dennis Hopper insisted on playing Mm -hmm. Lyle from Dallas. I mean, I do get that, but he would Mm -hmm. be really good as Wayne as the sheriff. That like slimy son of a bitch. No, but he he like Lyle was great. (laughs) That that's it. No, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like Mm -hmm. like Dennis Hopper is a lot like Nick. Like. He is one of the few people that can do these, like, mm-hmm. kind of out there, villainous, like, crazy, kooky people, and it works. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I definitely see that, but I also could see him as a slimy sheriff as well. Yes. But I loved him as Lyle. It was yeah. better as Lyle. Always great as Lyle. Um, so, Nick actually uh, basically pretty much took part of the, in this film mainly because his uncle, Francis Ford Coppola... Um, is a huge fan of John Dahl's first film, Kill Me Again, mm. um, which I've never seen. But that's really why he film. pretty much did that. Um, let's see. I actually, like, I'm going to jump in real quick okay, because of ahead. our our fantastic friends, uh, Liz the and book. Damon. Yeah, the, the book. book is back. The book. Like, uh, I know we have to Nicholas Cage, Hollywood's Wild Talent by Brian Jade J. Robb. Um, so they have, like, a couple of pages on this, and they actually mention that this was um this like the second or third film and that his John Dahl's like like the first like film was Kill Me Again, which I haven't seen because mm-hmm. I'm a huge Val Kilmer fan and it is really cool. It has Michael Madsen as well, who oh. Nick played with. Exactly. Um and so like it does sort of kind of make sense that everybody like that was like a film where people didn't expect to do well. But they were like, Wow, look at this. This guy's got some talent. Yeah. That's great. It also has. I um, love this book. Yeah, it also has Joanne Wally uh, Kilmer, his like first or second wife, isn't it? Huh. Like, Kilmer's wife, isn't it? Kilmer, God, God, he was a stud, wasn't he? I still haven't watched the Val Kilmer special because I feel like I'm no, cry. I know I'm gonna cry. I, I feel like it. I can't I watch like, it. I need to. I can't I need watch to, it. But. Okay, so next little nugget mm-hmm. um, is actually most of the film was actually shot in like Arizona mm-hmm. and L.A. Yeah. Yeah. So I read... There's a small... I think there's a little bit that's filmed in, like, Montana, uh, but it's mostly Arizona. A lot of the, yeah. like, small town vibes were there, mm-hmm. and then, like, some of the, the scenes, like, the cemetery scene near the end was all, like, studio production in L.A. Uh, so here's a fun thing, and I love I love finding stuff like this. Uh, Nick really wanted to do the movie, uh, but John Dahl and his brother Rick wanted to start shooting earlier like in september of 91 um but nick wouldn't be available until december so mm-hmm. doll reworked the shooting schedule for nick wow i love i love he, when i find that stuff out yeah he's my favorite he when the movie premiered for audiences none of the producers showed up huh. i was just like okay so roger ebert mm-hmm. said uh the plot is incredibly complicated it's also easy to follow and eventually makes perfect sense. This kind of lovingly contrived melodrama requires juicy actors who can luxuriate in the ironies of a scene, and this movie has them. Oh my goodness. I know. This is a rave That's review. That's like sexy. So the uh, other quote I took from his article was, it's the kind of movie made by people who love movies, which is a huge turnaround. Yes. Because you remember that time he's like, this is made for movie for people who hate movies. Yes. You remember that? Yep. Uh, the kind of movie made by people who love movies, have had some good times at them, and want to celebrate the very texture of all genres, like Western and film noir. In a sense, we've been in 
Red Rock many times before. It's a town where plots lie in wait for unsuspecting visitors, where hatred runs deep, where love is never enough of a motive to for anything, for doing anything, sorry, uh, when cash is available. Mm-hmm. So that was some, some little out of his. And he gave the movie three and a half stars. Out of four. He does out four, of right? four. Yeah. <gasps> So, I didn't even look. I was just looking. I was, like, skimming the article for, like, good little bits I can pull out of it. What I have noticed, and I only did a little bit only because I, I kind of had the book and I was just curious. Um, and and, and I, I can jump in, like, when you want me to. But a lot of people really enjoy this film. Mm-hmm. But there's a reason why it was so hard to find and blah, 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 blah. Yes. And so it, it doesn't surprise me that he did rate it so well because so many people think it's a great film. Mm-hmm. We just don't have access to it, which is insane. Yeah. So I will finish up my... I do have some actually some interesting facts about Red Walk. Red, Red, Red... Oh, I did it! I, did I finally it. did it! It wasn't me. I'm so happy. <laughs> Red Walk. I actually went into overdrive looking for information about the actual place Red Rock. Anyway. Is it a real place? It probably is. Yes and no. Oh. Yes I mean, there's a lot of places. Yes and Red no. <laughs> uh, anyway, but in case we didn't have enough, I did have that just in case we didn't. Okay. Anyway, the, this film is one of the most successful independent films to be released in the 90s. And this was because the film was doing so well at small second-run movie theaters in cities like San Francisco and New York City, which were selling out their screenings mm-hmm. despite the fact that the film was already on home video and appearing on cable around 1993. And even when the theaters were selling out, people who couldn't get into the screening went to their local video stores to rent or watch the film. Mm-hmm. Like, this is huge. Because, like, we live in a streaming age. Even if it's available on HBO Max, some of us still go to the movies. And this is kind right. of like a, a... Right. And this was the 90s when we didn't live yeah, in a streaming no. age. So, the last part before your part, which I'm sure has to tie into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film was originally set to be released by Triumph pictures but after their initial release of the film it was a box office disaster which this up here is like so confusing it's right. so confusing but the company did not see this film as a money maker and mm-hmm. backed out of its release yep. agreement the film would sit on a shelf for almost a year and eventually came to agreement with columbia slash tristar home video for the video slash cable rights yep. which is how it got into the into and, the, and thank God, like, yeah. people were able to see it and realizing yep. that it's actually a good film. And that's when a movie theater in San Francisco took notice and asked to show the film. And they, Columbia and TriStar agreed, and they started selling out. Mm-hmm. And that's actually brought up in Roger Ebert's thing. He's like, I actually almost completely missed it. Right. And he happened to mention the San Francisco movie theater yep. that played it. So he saw, he did get to see it in theaters. And it was later released at the 1993 Toronto Film Festival, where it received great reviews, mm-hmm. but it still did not get a distribution deal with any major studio, but was still successful. Like, it, yeah. nothing makes sense. Yeah, that was, like, the whole thing that I found, like, in, in the uh, biography about Naked. Yeah, uh, like, like, why can't we have it? So, Columbia TriStar just apparently, like, word for word, deemed it to be suitable for movie theaters. Um, however, it was not deemed suitable for movie theaters, according to Columbia TriStar, the studio who financed it. To the great disappointment of the director and stars alike, the taut little melodrama studded with unforgettable characters and a plot twist was dubbed by a studio executive as, quote, unreleasable. 
It's a good picture, right? Yeah, it's a great picture. Um, and so they inexplicably wrote off their six million dollar investment in the picture and sold it on HBO. That is, and wait, then, we didn't even get it. Oh, I couldn't even see it on HBO. I know, which is really fucked <laughs> up. And then they ran it like but all over. But wasn't there that thing that they used to do where it was like Columbia Home Movies and you could yeah. like order tapes and on the mail? Oh my god! Like because we used to do that. DVDs and you stuff? remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. We had the VHS tape. So basically, and. I think I have kind of gathered why just of my own deduction. But according to the book, they were just like, actually, after seeing this, we don't like this. We don't think mm -hmm. this is going to work. They sold it to HBO. HBO played it, um, and, and it started becoming popular. Like you mentioned, it um, it was in San Francisco, it, like the, it did really well in Europe, specifically all, France of all, all places. Um, and it like the um, Toronto International Film Festival. It was picked up. And then it got to San Francisco, and then but it was like this, like kind of like this cult following of this. Yeah, thing. and like, it's everybody like if that was San Francisco great. theater yeah. hadn't picked it up. Ebert may have never even seen it, mm -hmm. and then he later yeah, saw it again at the at the film festival. Exactly, and and so and he gave it Roger Ebert, Mister Picky Pants. He fucking gave it three and a half out of four. Yeah, that's which, amazing. Which, which is really good for him, and because movies I thought were better than he rated them, he didn't rate them. This one I didn't. While I loved it, I didn't personally rate it as high as he did. So here's what I think. The, the the tragedy of this film is because mm -hmm. it follows those like like film noir roots and if you know like I don't want to like like I know like uh, there are film fanatics that like I know everything and you're gonna say something stupid mm -hmm. but there are also people that listen to our podcast and they're just like I just I like to watch the, I just like to enjoy movies with so, you so the quick recap of like film noir as far as American cinema like started in the 50s like mm -hmm. late 40s 50s after World War II everybody was fucking pissed and they were all like about these crime dramas with all these oh, yeah. twists and stuff to try to like trick people and it was all like there's an entire like section at our local used bookstore that's just oh, like yeah. Crime drama, yeah, books. and 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 so, and it was it, it's like noir. They used like heavy lighting, usually to cover up like the cheap like. Oh sets yeah, they used they like, had they used to super, make it dramatic. Yeah, there was a lot shadow, of, a lot yeah, of shadows, a lot of stereotypes. There was a crime. There was a character who was the hero, but is he the hero because he doesn't always make the but best? He's got a choices. tortured past. And then there's always like a sultry lady, and that was the problem with me. I was like, damn, Laura Flynn Boyle is beautiful, but she just didn't. Do she didn't the, pull that. She just didn't do the femme fatale enough for me. But like, like I gorgeous, be but she didn't. She's do it. beautiful. Oh yeah. my god, I wrote so many mean things about her. <laughs> Not her. I wrote about her character. The character, yeah. And it could have just been how it was written. Um, but then, like, so you had that, but even You know then, it was written by, by John Dahl? I do. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Um, and so, just checking. Like, <laughs> even still, like, that was at a time when people were like, oh, man, like, we just went through this world fucking war. Like, just give me some shit kind of thing. Give me, to take it, my mind it's off. kind of how we are now. Though. Yeah. but And then it sort of had this revitalization, like, in the late 80s, early 90s, especially. I mean, there's 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 films yeah, that have died so, along, but, like, you had what they called, like, the neo-noir phase. Yeah. Where it was, like, new noir. So, like... Uh, L.A. Confidential is like oh, the yeah. huge one that everyone yeah. talks about because they were like in that was, the, it was it was a big one. It was well, it was big and it was set in the fifties, so they had the nostalgia, but they also took on the police brutality of the nineties because mm -hmm. the L.A. riots had just happened, and like the usual suspects and so, Seven and all these kinds of things. So it comes back, but it's still like it's not blockbuster, and I, it's also not Oscar worthy, and no, that's yes. the problem. It's great. It, 
film. It falls it's into... It's great cinematography. It's great acting. So is but there it's like just a in food this void. pyramid of movies? <laughs> yeah, it's like just in this void where people like don't appreciate it. So I guess its original release date was not 1993. It's probably 92 or, or late uh, 91. It could have been... It, it could have, oh, no, because they started filming in 91 December. Yeah. It's and probably it, like 93, 94. It was like... They filmed for like three weeks in Arizona and the rest of it was in L.A. Shooting began in December 1992 in Wilcox, Arizona, oh, an hour outside of Tucson, Wait. according to my book, Nicolas Cage, Hollywood's Wild Hold on. I have a book. You have a printed paper. I, I got this off of the Internet Movie Database. But yeah, it was... Fuck it, whatever. I already read it. It said September 91 and Cage would be available later that December. So they had the year wrong, I guess. Or one of them has the year wrong. I don't know. Anyway, alright. So, the point Moving is... On. I think the reason that, like, they looked at it and they thought it was going to be cool because it had great actors... I think they said 92. That um, would not have made sense. Yeah. Um, is that anyone noir films and neo-noir like you know up up to this day don't get kind of the respect that they deserve Mm -hmm. again because like i think it's just like it's not like some blockbuster with crazy like techno pyro like anna is that auto erotica auto auto erotica no (laughs) there's nothing crazy you You can't set me up (laughs) i know um we don't have these like crazy special effects and it's also like it's not the oscar worthy caliber Mm -hmm. so people are like well this is shit and i'm like no it's not it's actually good but the studios aren't willing to take those risks Mm -hmm. on these kinds of films except they did on fucking eight millimeter anyway that was that was later but that was different and it was different few years later Is that tickle? Because it won't if I pull the trigger. What the hell are you doing on my truck? Sorry, boss. I didn't mean to scare you. Hey! I look scared to you? What the hell are you doing on my truck? Well, I was just trying to ditch my old lady. You were what? Yeah, she caught me in the barn. I wasn't supposed to be there. She started sprouting horns and shit. Bullshit. Bullshit. Look at that uncontrolled response to bullshit. I hate when that happens. I think it's pretty clear from hearing your thoughts and kind of the synopsis that this film, like a lot of the original, like old time noir and, mm-hmm. you know, our newer near, near, Red Walk West and Near Near. Where the tequila has won, everyone. you guys. The newer, like, neo noir films is it's always about, like, that decision that people have to make and we mm-hmm. all know mm-hmm. even from today's struggles that money is it you know and cliche it makes the world go round yeah. but it also creates like, more problems like you can't live with it you can't live without it kind I, of thing. I, I did struggle to come up with a theme that we haven't said before and, honestly and, and it really comes it is, down to like the the power I feel mm-hmm. like it's instead of just saying greed yeah. because Nick really isn't greedy I think it's more of like like sort of the power, power of of like money and will. like like yeah like mm-hmm. what will you do for money even when you're down and out and and but still Nick, try to remain true to yourself. Nick isn't willing to go all the way, but he mm-hmm. is willing to kind of double cross them. Like you, he idiots, blurs kind the of lines, and he that blurs is yeah, the that's lines. that's sort of the classic like noir hero mm-hmm. is like you know like I said, he's not the worst guy in the movie, but he's what also is it? Not it, the you, best. That chart that's like chaotic neutral, chaotic evil, <laughs> exactly. Lawful, you know, good. and it's like. People like I think he's lawful neutral. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and and so um, 
JT Walsh, who plays the sheriff and the bartender, is, like, pissed off because it appears as though his wife is cheating on him. Mm -hmm. And then his wife, played by Laura Flamboyle, is pissed off because it's like, well, you're going to fucking kill me. So it's like, they're just throwing... <laughs> you to do that? They're just throwing money at the problem instead of just just talking it out, you guys. <laughs> like, let's talk about our feelings. They need let's a get marriage counselor internal, hardcore. Let's get into our internal cauldron of emotions, guys. But because of all of that, like, Nick kind of gets, like, suckered into that. And then Dennis Hopper is suckered mm -hmm. into it because he... You can tell. Like, everybody. Dennis Hopper doesn't give a fuck. He's like, Dennis tell Hopper me where to shoot. I will standard shoot. Dennis Hopper. Yeah, and it's, it's I honestly, amazing. When he pops I up, it. I was like, oh, it's just Dennis Hopper playing Dennis Hopper. Yeah. But in a <laughs> sweet-ass, like, black cowboy suit. Hold on. Uh-oh. I wasn't sure out. if you were going to bring it up, so. Of course I'm going to bring up cowboy fashion. I did. Uh, I did save the little thing. So, costume designer Terry Dressbach bought a lot of Western attire for the film and was absolutely thrilled when Dennis Hopper chose the cheesy-looking black suit that he wears in the film because she was able to buy about 17 of them for the cost of $175 to oh keep the war... Yeah, but here's the thing. Ringo saw that suit and was like, oh, damn. I know. Like, I, my thought was, first of all, Cheesy? No, this is what IMTV said. They said cheesy. I didn't I say know. cheesy. I know. I was like, I, I was loved like, it. That's not Aaron. That's not Aaron's word. So that's no. why I was like, let me let me be quiet. And then my second thought was like, for one hundred seventy seventeen dollars, one hundred seventy five. I know that's nineties math, so I don't really want to try to figure it's 175 it. One hundred seventy five for seventeen of those outfits. I could look like a badass. I'm gonna do the math. Um, yeah, you do the math. I could look like a badass. Um, villain cowboy and not have to do laundry for 17 I feel like fucking one's, days. But she got it at, at, like, cost, which I don't know, like, 175 Terry, you're the real Divided. hero of this movie. Whoa. Whoa. Why are you being weird? I feel like you put too many zeros in. No, I just hit to somehow divide twice. <laughs> this is also the, the struggle that we do when we're trying to figure uh, out. $10.30 an outfit in 90s money. Wow. So that's probably, like, Oh my god! 75 I feel like even as a 90s kid, I had enough money to buy that suit. But you could I didn't have bought know that it suit. Existed. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, Thanks. I got sidetracked. By yeah. that. Oh yeah, money. Because <laughs> you mentioned the sweet ass suit. The, the suit, yeah. So it, you know, it's like everybody is doing stuff for money, but everybody does it to a different degree. Mm -hmm. um, Nick does it because he's like, I just need like, something. I just need some money. I just need to, to survive. Get get to the next thing I can but do. But you can tell that Dennis Hopper, like who has like the cool suit and no the conscious. nicer the nicer car. Like I feel like they both drive. I I could be wrong. Hold on. I feel like they're both Cadillacs. Guess what? <laughs> I have it here. But Nick's is the old beat up white Michael, one. Michael, aka Nick, is driving a white 67 Cadillac Coupe de Ville. Called it. Meanwhile, Lyle from Dallas is a shiny black Buick Riviera. I think, is a Riviera a type of family? No, it's just a Buick. Okay. We anyway, had a Buick Regal when I was good. But you also had like the stereotypical... But it's good still a versus, nice fucking car. Right. You had good versus evil. White versus mm -hmm. black. You had, like, the color scheme, like, mm -hmm. going into it. Like, you had the money, like, where Nick's was all beat up and Dennis Hopper's was really beautiful and shiny. Shiny. Kind of thing. With a leather like, interior. And, and it's just, like, and, again, I stopped probably halfway through because I do want you guys to be able to watch this. Good Hopefully with, with uh, yeah. Cage, what was it? Yeah, uh, the, the Cage and uh, Connections that uh, they mm. do, will tag them as well. Um, I know that they're working on, the, the studio is also working on having like this whole production with behind the scenes and all this kind of stuff. So we will definitely let you know 
when as soon as that we have release any information comes out. Because it, it is a great film, and, and I do think... It is impossible to find unless you spend $55 for a DVD of, on Amazon, because who or, has a VHS or, outside of us? Or eleven ninety nine if you have Or eleven ninety nine if you have a VCR. I honestly feel like you'd probably find a working VCR in any sort of Right, and I shop. feel like you could probably still spend you, less you money. You just need an RF modulator, people. It's fine. Oh, I was just going to say, or like, a tube go to TV. a garage sale and buy one. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. That's where we got ours. Oh. So, yeah, I feel like okay. the theme is, like, like most noir themes, it's like whodunit kind of thing. But yeah, it, it always revolves around something, and it's mm-hmm. usually money kind of thing. Yeah. The end. The, end. It, that, that, the theme is not deep, but the twists and turns, I oh think, Oh, my God, this movie this has so, so many great. woven little threads that yes. get pulled oh, yeah. so randomly, and you start to make the connections. You make it, I feel like. That you didn't realize were there. And I feel like you only make it like a, uh, maybe you're super smart, not like us, but like, we're like Stuff super starts slow. clicking a place probably right after. Well, and I feel like as, as a viewer, right after you, you start ended. making connections a couple of minutes before the characters do. And that, that's always exciting, you know? Oh, but you it, know you're what? not that far behind everyone I else. I did actually write something down. Final thoughts. It's the final countdown. I did write this. I think John Dahl did a great job. Not the best movie, but we were fooled right alongside Michael. Love yeah. the story being unfolded like an or um unpeeled or peeled like an onion. <laughs> I was a little I was a little tequila last night. I was taking I'm taking a break from gin for a minute. <laughs> Anyways, but those are my final thoughts. I, I wanted to bring it back to the onion again. Because <laughs> ogres have layers and onions have layers. Yes, and Nick we has, have layers and Nick, Nick has, has layers. layers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's rate this bitch. Okay. You um, first, you fucking first. I will go first. You first um, this time. So I really enjoyed this film because I think you've probably gathered I do love the noir genre. No way. I love old time films because I think there's definitely an air to that that our current films don't have. And that's okay. We live in different times. But I certainly love those, you know. And, like, it reminds me a lot of those old films like The Maltese Falcon and Third Man, which is, like, one of my favorites because I absolutely love um, anything with... Um, those directors and actors and it kind of thing. But I think that I appreciate this because there's, there's a level of cynicism with everyone, which you can still understand today. Not that I want to like murder my spouse, but this sort of like, I really enjoyed the mix of the crime and out West and being out west can be very desolate, mm-hmm. and you feel... You very much feel that. Yeah, you, you feel that in the film, and you feel like you can't make connections kind of thing. And I just, I feel like you can understand everyone's cynicism and not necessarily fault them for it. Yeah. Which is not something that we see today, because I feel like we watch films today, and we're like, that fucking hoe, or that <laughs> son of a bitch. But, and, and again, I'm not saying that you should kill your wife or that you should double the money and kill your husband but like i mean she she did pull a she did she pull it out real fast but she was ready i feel like there's just this ambiance when you mix like the crime and western sort of films that for me is very very appealing so, so if i were to give the film an overall and we do five we do I would, five and which Oh, we have to do cage too. I know. No, I'm, gonna, I'm just doing film. I'm going to go with a 4.5. Oh, 
<gasps> you were pulling an Ebert. I, I, I'm pulling Ebert. I just feel you like... You copied Ebert. I feel like everyone, except Laura Flynn Boyle, who's beautiful, I feel like everyone else was well-suited. And yes, there are cinematic cliches, but they're not terrible. Mm -hmm. And everyone who acts out those cliches does it realistically. So mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me as much as when I see a lot of, like, other films or newer films when I'm like, oh my god, this is so, like, fucking overdone. <laughs> like, I was really engrossed and kind of enamored in the story. And sometimes I could kind of see where it was going, and sometimes I was like, oh shit, like, things are gonna happen kind of thing. So, that's mine. I am a... God, the executive producer is here. Yeah. yeah. Alright. it, Lily. We were so close to making it without the shakes. <laughs> so, okay. So, we'll do our nicks after. But I felt... For the most part, the same way you did. I, I really, really enjoyed the movie. There are parts I was just like, <sighs> um, but the suspense was great and everything was, it, everything was really, and I just love the onion, you know, it just kept, you kept peeling back them layers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Uh, that's, that's still a respectable. It's still a great, it's still a great rating. rating. I still, I agree with you about Laura from Bloil. We just I actually, what did I write? I was like, that horny bitch. <laughs> I think I wrote at one point. Um, <laughs> I don't really think she was horny. I think she was just like. Uh, manipulative as yeah, fuck. But the way she gonna... plays it, she plays it like a sad lady. And it makes it's me upset. It's like, yeah, like a sad, cold ice cube. She's like, I'm pretending to care. Yeah. Anyway. Again, but yeah. could I do any better? No. No. And, and I absolutely love Maybe people. I could. Maybe. Oh my god, what if we did, like, Be Kind Rewind and, like, we did all of Nick's... Oh my god! I love Be Kind Rewind. this is what tequila does to us. Look, this is... This or at least what it does to me. I'm like, let's do movies. Whiskey turns me into, apparently, a zombie, and tequila is like, let's get tattoos and make movies! <laughs> right? Alright, so, Nick. Okay, so Nick for me. Mm, Nick for you. Mm, 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 mm. I'm sure I, I, I'm going to make a guesstimate here and say it's going to be cinematic. Oh, yeah, it would definitely would be cinematic. There are a few, there are a few, ah, Nick parts. There's a few, like, hand He's shakies. very mellow for the most part. He is. Until he's like, he's like, fuck, I, I'm going to slap a light bulb. But I, I do feel those those moments are far and few between. Because he holds it together so well. He does hold it together. And I think that he really understood his role and was like, I'm supposed to just be like a simple guy trying to find a job who gets himself into some mess. Mm -hmm. I'm not, at this point, and this was still kind of early on, he's like, I feel like he was like, I'm not Nick fucking Cage. Yeah. yeah, he's not Nick fucking Cage. Exactly. Woo! So I think that... Um, like that sort of is is this kind of quiet Nick mm -hmm. that is perfect for this role. So I'm flashing them baby blues. Oh my gosh. Um, I would give Nick. I'm gonna put my rating down here when you say it. When you're because when, I'm gonna put what I think your rating is. I'm putting my hand down here. Okay, I'm trying to think. I I should have written this down and thought a little bit more about it. I was thinking oh, about now you're movie in general. Pulling, I know. Now I'm being, now you're pulling me. Now now I'm being an Aaron. I would give him a four. Ooh, ah, we were on it. I guessed it. So, like, not because agree. Not I because agree. Four, four was, was was good or bad. No, it was just he was a little younger and not into himself. He Look, was perfect for this. We role, must and I think be clear with everybody. When we say four, we mean that's fucking great. Yeah, it's amazing. It's not perfection, which is hard to come by. Right, but it is great. Yeah. So 
That's what I mean by four. Yeah. In no way is it a, a poo-poo. Yeah, it's a four out of five for us. Which and is... obviously, we are top-tier reviewers. Yeah. Oh, my God. We're, like, on <laughs> top of the world. We are, actually. <laughs> we really are. You think you're better than me, don't you? Why don't you just blow me? Oh. Oh, you think you're real hot shit, don't you, Mark? Huh? Hey, cowboy, who's got the gun? Cowboy? Ha! We've made it through another film, a film that we enjoyed. Loved Red. it. Rock West. This is one I would 100% watch again. Yeah, I definitely would. And, and I mean, I would enjoy to watch it I would with want, our friends. I want it on the DVD. Yes, I want, those special I want features. the re-release and all that. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. We will definitely Imagine keep Imagine it in... 2022 in three quality. Days. Oh, God. I know, right? Nick in our faces. <laughs> and Dennis Hopper. <laughs> 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 that's, that's how Dennis Hopper acts. I like how you went for it. <laughs> so now it is time, unlike our first season, where we like try to match it up cutely, like, oh, for Valentine's Day, we'll do Vampire's Kiss, and for Full Moon, we'll do Moonstruck. Now yep. we put everything in a spinner. And we just let Lady Luck decide. It's my turn. And the reason Erin uh, looks so stressed is because it is her turn to find out what film we're going to review next. So I'm going to hit the spinner. Yep. I'm on it. I'm watching. I'm so happy for Why you. does it always take 1,700 years? It does take a long time. And the film we're going to do next episode is The Runner. The Runner. That's one of his, I think that's one of the 2000s. I was going to say, I feel like that's one of those movies that's like. He just like was punching out movies yeah, once this, the IRS this, was like, give this, us money. This was, yeah, this is yeah. one of those like crime, drugs, cop. Oh, another one. <laughs> yeah, like sort of thing. But that's okay. Because you know what? It's not. It's not left behind. It's not left behind. Dodged the God bullet. <laughs> As always, running around. Woo! Once again, one of us is going to get it one day, yeah. and I, I don't want to see the reaction to it. It's really going to be don't. great. That might be what makes us famous. <laughs> All right, The Runner. The Runner, episode nine. There we go. Don't forget, as you are enjoying our beautiful masterpiece of a podcast, please always make sure that you like and follow and share review and subscribe absolutely we're pretty much everywhere that we can be mm-hmm. we're on twitter we're on tiktok we're on instagram we're on facebook if that's something you're into uh, like honestly, whatever like, you know like whatever like... we we sometimes get more likes on that weirdly than other things so that's fine um we're on like google cast we're on spotify we're on apple mm-hmm. we're like trying to be on all of the things i'm going we to have work. a patreon we do have a patreon i'm gonna work not much on... is going on there well we have all the things ready we just need we just don't know patreons no like we know like it's ready like i've got all right i've got well i was my, my concern was more of content than it was no we've got we have all the goodies yeah we have all the goodies we have the pens we have the drink recipes we have mm-hmm. the shirts ready to go we just need patreon Yep. Um, and also, I'm going to work on adding stuff to YouTube, kind of like these videos that we post on Instagram, just to make it a little bit easier. So, you know, I think probably if you're listening, you do like and subscribe to all of our things. Please share us and let yes, all of your tell, beautiful friends know. You know, I, I actually have this are. fun thing I do. I have a, I kind of have a gauge of um, whether I should trust someone. Oh. There's two questions. Okay. Isn't this a 
From a movie? No. I decided it whenever I had a friend who told me that she hated Jeff Goldblum. Oh, fuck And I was like, oh, wow. So that's why I don't like you anymore. I I saw. I saw it. So now my two questions are, do you like Jeff Goldblum? And do you like Nick Cage? Yeah. Those are our earrings. (gasps) Yes, they are. I got earrings. earrings that you got us. I did. And you split them up, and so like we both have a Nick Cage, one Jeff, face and, and a one Jeff Nick. Those are my those are my questions. Like I start to ask people those questions. I'm, I, get I feel to know like them. it was something like from what's that fucking show that won't ever die? Oh, they're zombies. Left for dead. No, that's the game. Walking Dead. Walking Dead. And I feel like I there was like they were question. done with that shit. No, I'm, they. I don't know. I feel like well, they're they never in Walking. Anyway, um, but yeah, but that's I a, feel like they had like a they had like three questions. Yeah. You had oh, the, the questions the they yeah. asked. Yeah. So that's that's what I was thinking. But of. I, I mean, like your questions better. Well, no. After after I had a friend like basically turn into a total cunt. I found out or like you she, got mad at me when I had, used that word. <gasps> I say cunt all the time. What are you talking about? No, but I said cunt and you, like, made a sound. Like I, oh, sorry. Kristen and I started doing, Ron Cat, Kristen and I started doing these ridiculous gasps at work when we make stupid comments and we're pretending to be offended by them. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> I feel like you say that all the time. No, I say cunt all the time. I'll see you next Tuesday, friend. <laughs> anyway, so like, review, subscribe. Do you like Jeff Goldblum? Do you like Nick? If you do, you are our friend. Yeah, you can hang out <laughs> with us in real life if you ever come to Florida. Yep. Like, we had one of our friends yes. and fans come. Oh, I that was super immediate. exciting. I forget that. I'm such edible a fool. Spectacle. Yes, Edible Spectacle. She was fabulous. She came. Follow her on Instagram. Um, she came, and we had delicious drink and beverages and foods mm-hmm. at uh, the, a place called The Walrus. Um, it was really nice just to talk with somebody who enjoys nick as much as we do yeah so. yeah we didn't feel quite as weird after that we're like someone else does too oh hi so please like message us send us emails respond to our posts let us know if you're interested in being on the show mm-hmm. even if i know it's kind of hard the way that we do it now because it's like lady luck is deciding we don't always know what we're going to be doing mm-hmm. next but if you're like i want to be on your show like we will make it happen yeah. we would love to talk we could do maybe a mini sode if we have Absolutely. like a couple of people who are like i'd love to talk to you about nick yeah yeah because we'd love to talk to you too yeah we're into it absolutely you guys can't tell we like to talk yeah we like to talk we like to drink we love nick and always remember in, in nick, nick we, we trust. trust please enjoy these fun moments of us preparing for our super professional 100 percent authentically researched podcast oh <laughs> I, I don't understand. How do you remember a pin that's like 17 meters long? Uh, like you remember that dick. <laughs> How many is meters? Uh, meters is three feet. Oh, shit. I almost knocked the whole Timmy, thing not again. Shh, I love you. Stop it. What was that thing we read where it was like somebody, it was me, and it was like, you are complete clusterfuck, but also have like reflexes like a ninja. It was that thing I sent you about. I know, but what was it? The cute little adorable Pisces thing. Oh, it's just like, 
Pisces. On a regular Pisces. Yeah. Yeah, me. Yeah, no, I, like, trip over my... I trip trying to put my fucking flip-flops on today. But I also, like, caught Lily jumping off the couch like an idiot. Plug our now we're not plugged in. Jesus. God damn, stop brushing you me. act like we're professionals. <sighs> Fake it till you make it. Uh, yeah, no, mine was dead accurate, too. It was like, Sagittarius will burn the world to the ground for their I friend. Was... But also will cry if they see a bird. Like it's, but I feel like, it, was, like it wasn't just the astrological signs. It was yeah. like astrological signs is, I don't know, fruit. Oh, shit, I hit the You thingy. know, like it's always a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, we can't just yeah. an astrological sign. Now, this is, hold on. Uh, Ellie <laughs> What do you do? So we're now finally set up and ready to go, except there's, is, is there's like trees on you? Bit. Probably. How is there a tree on your back? Mm. Why is there mulch? You were rolling, rolling in the yard. What I do on my own time is no one's business. Listen, 